Well, good morning, church family. How are you today? All right, good. Welcome to Family Fiesta. We've been doing this here at Monteith Park. This is our eighth year doing this. And uh, the Lord has blessed us with another great day for this. Can we just say thank you, Lord? A few years back, we used to do this over at Bryant Park. I remember one day it was over 100 degrees. And uh, there wasn't this much grass as there is right here. It's just a beautiful day. And I'm glad that you're here as we have some family time today. A little later on, we'll have some barbecue. And I know they're starting that. And we'll play some games a little later on after that and break out the water and all of that and have fun. We will, right after I'm done sharing a few thoughts, go down to the river for some baptisms. But ultimately, this is a day where we worship God as one big family. And I'd like to focus on this word family today because Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, has this idea to include us into his family. So I want us to take some time this morning to acknowledge the fact that God, that God is a father. He's our heavenly father. Three times in the New Testament, if you're taking notes or anything, the Apostle Peter writes this to churches, and he says, I, I want you to praise, he says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says it two different times to other churches, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to say that verse a few times this morning, and in fact, I'm going to ask you to say it with me here. So I'm going to... When I point to myself, I'll say it. When I point to you, you repeat after me here. Okay, let's practice this. Let's break it up into parts. Praise be to the God and Father, be to God and Father of, our Lord Jesus Christ. of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. I'm going to say the whole thing. Let's see if we can do this all together and give it your best oomph when we do this. Here we go. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Excellent. We're going to do that a few times, so don't fall asleep or you'll miss your cue here. But we want to today praise this God, this Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When Peter and, and Paul write about this, Paul says this one time. He says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ because he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. He says, in love He adopted us as sons and daughters into His family. Peter says it this way. Uh, he says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ because He gives us a new birth into a living hope. And then Paul another time says this. He says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of all comfort, the Father of compassion. And I want us to consider this God today because as you're sitting here and as we go down to the river and as we eat and as we play games, I want this to be a day of praise for the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here we go again. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Very good. Stay with me now. So we praise him because he is God and we praise him because he is our father then. The Father of Jesus, who's Lord, and the Father of this Jesus, who is our Savior. 
And if you are here today and you've placed your faith in Jesus, he says, then you are my son. You are my daughter. You have been included into my family. And for that, I have to say, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good job. Now, as the story of all humanity goes, the story of the God of the Bible, we read that we were lost, we were dead in our sin, and God had a plan to save us. I'm glad the plan was not this. He did not say to us, go fix yourself. He did not say, what you need to do is try harder and harder and harder. He didn't say that. He didn't even say, you need to be better than most. That was not his message. He says, what will happen is I will pay your debt. I will pay for you. And as you trust me, as you have faith in me, I'm going to change you and I'm going to heal you and I'm going to include you into my family. And when I hear that, I say, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God's plan involved in sending His Son, Jesus. And Jesus humbles Himself. I was reflecting on that this week and I thought, you know what, I can't even grasp, and I don't think any of us can, what it was like for Jesus to leave heaven to take on humanity. Just the humility to take on humanity. It's mind-blowing. What Jesus does to leave heaven, this humility to take on humanity. And Jesus then, He lived a sinless life and He paid a debt that He didn't owe and we owed a debt that we couldn't pay. So He went to a cross. Jesus says, I don't... I'm not paying my own debt, I'm paying yours because you can't pay it yourself. And it led Him to the cross. And the cross leads to crucifixion. And crucifixion had the intended purpose of death. Now, if that was the end of the story, that'd be depressing. It'd be like, man, I don't feel like eating burgers now. <laughs> but Jesus was raised to life. The Bible tells us that He was the firstborn among many, firstborn among the living, among many brothers and sisters. He was the first to conquer death, the first to conquer sin, the first to enter eternal life with the Father, that He would be the firstborn among many to have eternal life. So Jesus conquered the grave. He conquered sin. He secured a way for you and me to be a part of His family. And for that, I say praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me hear it. And so you and I then are presented this story. And with that story, there's an exchange that is offered every single one of us. Some of us have seen this exchange, Jesus' sinless life for our sinful life. Jesus says, come to me, bring all your mess, all your hurts, all your failures, and I will trade you my perfection for your mess. Many of you have encountered that exchange and said, you know what, Jesus, I'm dumping it here. I, I... I'll give you all my mess and take on all your perfection. And he says, that's all I want from you. I want your faith. I want you to trust me that what I did was enough. And so we exchange then the punishment for our sins, the judgment that we deserved. And Jesus has said to us, will you simply trust what I did for you? 
I know that many of you out here today, you say, I have taken that exchange and I take it every single day. I say, Jesus, thank you that you took my place. I imagine there are some of you out here today that haven't taken that exchange. You've thought, you know what? I'm just going to try to be good enough. I'm going to try to be better than most. I'm going to try to live a good life and maybe God will be pleased. I'll tell you, He won't. The only way to please Him is for you to trust what Jesus has done for you. And for those of us who respond to Jesus by faith, we become family. And for that, I say, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me hear you. You see, if you're a believer and you've entered into this family, I would hope that today that your heart would be filled with praise. Now, in the New Testament, then we're introduced to this idea of baptism for people who have trusted God, for people who have trusted the work of Jesus. There's something that happens internally in us. And we say, Jesus, I trust you. And what happens is He heals us and He changes us and He gives us a new heart. And for people who have done that, we say, let's identify then with Jesus physically. You've identified with Him, and many of you have done this, by faith. And we can't see that, and you can't even see that. And so we're told to identify then with Jesus also through baptism. So that you could feel the water, so that you could see this happening, so that you could be a representation to many others out here going, I understand by what I see in their life that they are identifying with Jesus. So there are a few people today that are going to identify with Jesus. They've already believed in their heart that he's the Savior. They've already believed in the work of Jesus on the cross. And they already know that they've been made new. But today they want to identify with him. It's interesting how we would identify with things. You know, I almost bought a shirt yesterday. I was at a store and it said something about I love Jesus. And I thought, maybe I should buy that and wear that today so that you would know I love Jesus. It's just another way to identify. And I imagine you're wearing certain things today that cause people to identify with you. I see a shirt that says Mexico. You went on a Mexico missions team with us. and, And whatever you... Uh, wear and put on. It's a symbol of who you're identifying with. So I had somebody bring me a jersey. If I were to put this on, you would know who I'm identifying with, but I'm not even identifying with them today. All right? For those that get baptized, I I take them into my office and, and I talk with them and I share this picture of my family before a blazer game. And as we were walking into the arena in Portland one night, we're all wearing blazer gear. And everybody that could see us getting out of our car went, oh, blazer fans, they're going to the game. They're identifying, they're showing who they identify with. Baptism is very similar. Where these people today are saying, you know what, I'm identifying with Jesus. And you're saying, well, what does water have to do with Jesus? Let me quickly say this, this Jesus who was crucified, he died because of this. He was buried. So we're going to take these people and we are going to bury them under the water. They like that idea a whole lot better than crucifixion today to identify with Jesus. Then after we put them in the water, just as Jesus was raised to a new life, I will bring them out of the water. I've told them that at least. 
And they are identifying and they are saying, part of me died when I trusted in Jesus. There was a part of my old life that was crucified with Christ and that part no longer lives. This new life I have, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and I have this new life and they will feel the water as they go down. They will feel the, the sunlight as they come out and you will see this. So at this time, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to invite uh, the people who are getting baptized to come up here. If you guys would just go up here and come up on the stage. While they're coming up here, I want to say a few more things about this. Is that these individuals have all talked to me and they have said, you know what, I have placed my faith in Jesus. I'm not trying to be good enough to earn His favor. I'm not trying to be better than most I have simply placed my faith in Jesus. He has washed my sins away. And I want to identify with Him today. I've told them this. I've told them that they are courageous for doing this. To get up here on the stage with me and so I could introduce them to you. To get out there in the water. I've told them that they're courageous for doing this. But I want you to know they also want this. They want you to see... Something physically that has happened spiritually in their life. Their hope is that you would see and that you would say, you know what, I need this Jesus. Not a single one of them up here would claim to be perfect. Uh, They will have fallen, they will continue to fall, but they have a Savior who has forgiven them. But they would hope today that as you see them baptized, that, that you would place your faith in Jesus. You see, come on up, you guys. They desire desire that you would see this Jesus, and they desire that you would believe in Him just as they have. Right up here, buddy. And as they come up on stage, and I have heard their stories, and I see their lives, I say this, and I want you to repeat after me, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me introduce these people to you. You guys can get a little closer to the stage. You won't fall off. Trust me. Here we go. All right. Yeah, don't fall off. That wouldn't be good. All right. Let me just introduce them. Some of you know these people. Uh, uh, some of you know them. Some of you don't know any of them. That's fine. Let me introduce and tell briefly some of their story. This is Jim Ellingson. And Jim tells us it was a few years back when he, God just broke him and said, Jim, you need me. And so Jim today wants you to know that he's a believer in Jesus. He's placed his faith and that he has a newness of life because of Jesus. This is Peyton Hannell. Peyton Hannell grew... You know what? After I mention each one, let's just applaud and praise the Lord for each one. For Jim. This is Peyton Hannell. Peyton Hannell has grown up in a Christian home and known Jesus all of his life in essence. And uh, he trusted Jesus as a young boy. But he says, you know what, I'm growing in my faith and I just want to be obedient and I want to show my church family that I've placed my faith in him. So let's praise the Lord and give thanks for Peyton Hannell. This is Trina Marin. Trina has been part of our church on and off for a few years now. And Trina tells the story that over the last six months, God has done amazing work in her life. There's a rebirth, a reawakening that God has done in her life. And she says, by faith, I know that I have a newness of life. And so let's give praise to God for Trina Merrin. This is Anna Boyd. Anna Boyd is neighbors to us right down on uh, 4th Street. 
But Anna, over the last year and a half, has gone through some tough things in life and some trials. And as I hear her story, my heart breaks. And yet God, we've talked about, has used all of this to show her that she can't do it on her own. She has got to that point where she said, I have to place my faith in Jesus. And so today she wants you to know that she has placed her faith in Jesus. She has a newness of life. Let's praise the Lord for Anna Boyd. This is Dan Steele. Dan Steele has had a long journey as well. And especially over the last couple of years, the Lord has worked in his heart, continued to break him through highs and lows. And Dan has realized that, yes, it is Jesus Christ and by faith alone that saves me. So Dan, who's part of our church family, has been part of our church for a little over a year, said, you know what, I want to show this church family that, yes, Jesus lives in my heart. I have a new life. Let's praise the Lord for Dan Steele. These young guys here, this is Titus Buell. Titus Buell has grown up hearing about Jesus all his life from his mom and dad, Rob and Robin. And uh, it was a few years ago where mom says, I remember that Titus wanted to receive Jesus into his life. And so today, as a nine-year-old, and we talked about this. I was nine when I was baptized. Titus is showing his family, saying, I have placed my faith in Jesus. I have a newness of life. And so let's praise the Lord for Titus Buell. This is Noah Johnston. Noah Johnston has been coming to our church, and he's been learning about Jesus uh, at church. He's been learning about Jesus from his grandparents, Gene and Cheryl Johnston. Uh, he's seen some baptisms. He's learned about Jesus, and he says, I've received Jesus into my heart. And even at this young age, I have a newness of life. And so let's give praise to the Lord for Noah Johnston. This is Tracy Rushing. And like many of us, sometimes it takes tragedy and heartbreak for God to get our attention. Tracy tells us that it was a couple years ago with her mom's passing that she just had to reconsider life and what life was all about. And in that process, she turned to Jesus and uh, has been coming to our church for a little over a month now. But uh, she wanted today to show you that God has done something in her heart, given her a new heart, and that she has this newness of life. And so let's praise the Lord for Tracy Rushing. This is mother and son. This is Elizabeth Revlet and her son Nicholas. And uh, Elizabeth talks about the la about three years ago, through ups and downs and trials, that God has done a great work in our heart. Again, like many of you and others up here on the stage, got to a point where she said, "I need Jesus. I can't do this on my own." And so Elizabeth has been sharing this with Nicholas as well. And Nicholas uh, says, I want Jesus. And he's placed his faith as well in her. And so let's give praise to the Lord for Elizabeth and Nicholas. And then this is Amy Brown. Amy Brown came to Jesus a little over a year ago. Uh, she, part of it was she got to the end of her rope, as many of you do. But she also heard from her son who had been going to a Christian preschool. He'd been learning about Jesus. And she said, I need to learn about the Jesus of my son as well. And so Griffin received Jesus as her, his Savior. And Amy has done the same. She went on the Mexico missions trip with us this last spring. But she has placed her faith in Jesus. She has a new life. And she wants you to know that as well. And so let's praise the Lord for Amy and Griffin. 
I'm going to say this before we pray together and we go down to the river. Today's a big day for these people. Of these 12 up here, they are saying, I am a part of God's family. And I know that many of you then are out here and you've been baptized or haven't yet and you're not today, but it's a big day for you as well. Because today is a day, if you have placed your faith in Jesus, to say, I am a part of God's family. And as you do that, embrace that today. And as I think of these 12, and as I think of you and myself and the faith that we have in Jesus and being part of this family, I have to say, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all of you said, Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this plan that you had. It wasn't for us to fix ourselves or to get better, but you took care of what we needed. You purchased our salvation. And I thank you for the, tw- the faith that you have given to these 12. I thank you for the new life that you have given to them. I thank you that they, in obedience, want to respond to you today and show this family that they have this new life in Christ. And so God, today, help this as we baptize, as we eat, as we play, help this to be a day of praise to you because we do praise you. You are the God, you are the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we all said together in the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Worship team is going to play a song. Would you follow me and these 12 as we make our way down to the river at this time?